Welcome everybody to Mom Street USA. My name is Jackie, AKA Wishes Mama, and I am joined as always by my lovely co-host, Kate, AKA the Disney Cicerone. And this evening, we are here to chat about Genie Plus and what Genie Plus looks like, what it is, and kind of how it works, and tips for doing it with your family, all those good things. So if you need Genie Plus help, you have come to the right place this evening. Indeed. And I I was kind of thinking about this earlier, and I'm like, well, Jackie uses Genie Plus way more often than I do. <laughs> I do use it at both Disneyland and Disney World, but I, I don't use it nearly as much. So you might hear a lot of Jackie tonight, and that's okay, because we love her. And she's great at talking about Genie Plus and answering your questions. I think I've got the, like, the Disneyland part of this. I can yeah. add that in. Perfect. Uh, but, yeah, but I'm very excited to hear... Um, all the, the tips and advice you have for doing as well, uh, we need what we don't need and all those kinds of things. So thank you for bringing your wisdom to this yeah. episode. Yeah, you know, and it's funny, I kind of just ended up in this like self-proclaimed expert level genie plus because i just do it so often um for yeah. those of you who maybe don't know i do work with our good friend tour guide barbie who um does help her travel agent clients book their genie plus so i've been able to help her a lot do stuff like that um, i often help our friend kirk at walrus carp when he is on live booking so i just have a lot of experience so i'm going to give you as much information as i can um, i may go kind of quickly through some of it just because i want to make sure that I get through everything. Um, at the end, we do plan on opening it up for just a question um, and answer section kind of at the very, very end, but feel free to post your questions like Kate mentioned earlier in the middle of this and we'll kind of hop around as we go. Um, but let's jump in and let's just talk about uh, an overview. I do have a question right off the bat and I'm yes. just going to mention, uh, this. Ben is asking what's the difference between Genie Plus for Disneyland uh, rather than Walt Disney World. And we're just gonna, we're gonna go over that as we go through here. I think it's important that we probably explain what it is first and then we'll go into kind of some of the differences if that makes sense. So. Yes, absolutely. And All there right. are small differences, but they're there and we will do our best to very clearly differentiate for you guys as to not to confuse anybody. Um, so yes. let's as talk if about- it's not confusing already. <laughs> it's gonna be great. We got this, you guys, you got this. Okay, okay. Yes. Um, so let's talk about just Genie Plus in general. Um, what is Genie Plus? How does it function? What is the purpose of it? But basically, Genie Plus is the FastPass system. So if you're familiar with the FastPass system from years ago that Disney was using, um, this is now what has replaced that FastPass system. Um, and it is a system that allows you to shorten wait times. So it won't get you immediately on a ride. Um, generally, say that it should be a 15 minute wait or less in a perfect situation if you are using Genie Plus to get on your rides. Um, so Genie Plus books what are called lightning lanes. And the lightning lane is the time that gives you your hour return window for whatever attraction you're booking for. So Genie Plus is the overall, and then underneath Genie Plus you have your lightning lanes. Now I should also mention, we're not gonna talk about it much this evening, but the other half of Genie Plus is that it will give you a um, kind of suggestions throughout the day on your My Disney Experience app. It will do I, that. <laughs> it will. They're not great <laughs> suggestions all the time. So I would, no. I would I wouldn't caution call it a you so much. <laughs> 
unless you have really <laughs> gone in and specifically detailed, tailored it and cleared things off and added things and taken a lot of time that you don't really need to do ahead of time, then it's decent. Um, but I would not necessarily pay super close attention to that aspect of Genie Plus. So I'll just want to mention that if you have more questions about that, <laughs> send me a message because it's it's just much easier for yeah. me to talk one on one with people about that. <laughs> yeah, I would say that Disney, it would behoove Disney to send you where they want to send you at any particular time of the day to yep. man manage the crowds. And so they're going to encourage you to go in certain directions because of that, which you may not want to go in. <laughs> or it might not be the best interest for you. It's yeah. the best interest for Disney, so. Right, exactly. That's so <laughs> I would. that's why I would just caution the use of that aspect. But tonight we're gonna be focusing on lightning lanes and how those can help you and kind of what all that is all about. Um, so Genie Plus Disney World can be purchased midnight day of that you are going to use it. Um, used to be ahead of time, not anymore you have to do it day of literally right at midnight it becomes available so you can purchase it anytime between midnight and 7 a.m and i'll get to what that means in a little bit um so after midnight it becomes available at disneyland two different ways that you can purchase kate you want to chat about that well it's interesting because i don't i haven't purchased disneyland tickets in a while so i'd like I've, i have a magic key holder pass but it says that you can purchase them with your ticket is that did you mm -hmm. confirm that? Because that's interesting. I've never, I didn't realize that. Um, yeah, but that according to what the website says and how I re interpreted the website, Disneyland, you can still purchase Genie Plus ahead of time, like you used to be able to do with Disney World. Yeah, but regardless, um, if, so if you have a magic key or you haven't purchased it ahead of time, you can purchase it once you have entered the turnstile at Disneyland or California Adventure, depending which one you're going to. Uh, so you have to get through the, the turnstile first and then you can purchase it and start booking. If you have purchased it with a ticket ahead of time, you still have to get through that turnstile before they allow you to book anything. So mm -hmm. gotta get through, gotta get into the park. That's the yes. most important thing to know for Disneyland. Get in the park first mm -hmm. and then you can book things. Yes, exactly. Um, so like Kate said, um, Lightning Lanes in Disneyland got to get into the park at Disney World. It is 7 a.m. local time that you will be able to start by booking your first lightning lane of the day. Um, and in both instances, you're going to book those one at a time. So previous systems were different. This system is you will book one lightning lane at a time. Now I'll talk about some some uh, exceptions to that <laughs> um, in, in a moment, because there are a couple other things that you can book at the same time, but none of them Some are quid just pro quotes. I, <laughs> but none of them are just the strict, just the lightning lanes. So I'm going to be very careful about my verbiage tonight because I don't want to confuse anybody because I get it. It's a lot. Um, so you can book your regular lightning lanes one at a time. Um, and then just also keep in mind that you can only book one lightning lane per ride per day. I hate I hate that. Sorry. I know. <laughs> Sorry. I, I am not fond of that rule because <laughs> it didn't used to have a, it, this is a significant change if you were used to fast passes. Fast mm -hmm. passes you could have unlimited rides on any particular ride. You would just have to get it at the fast pass intervals and wait in between. That is not the same thing with Genie Plus. Ironically, now that you pay more, you get less chances to ride and you can only go once. So yes. good times. 
<laughs> um, I also want to say uh, Hokulani uh, says, yes, I purchase my Genie Plus when I buy my tickets. So I just don't buy, I don't actually buy physical Disneyland tickets very often. So thank you for mm -hmm. confirming that. I appreciate that. Yes, we, I had Dairy Free Mama over on this side also said that as well. But yep, they, that, um, she did that at the beginning of June for Disneyland. So yep, so different purchasing you. systems. Thank you for confirming that. Um, so before we get into kind of the nitty gritty details, I do just want to hit because I feel like this question is asked more than anything that I see um, in the lives, on content about Genie Plus, any of that is, should I use Genie Plus at every park with kids? That is a very dependent question, yeah. <laughs> but my answer is it depends on, are you an early riser or not? Uh, what is the max waiting ability of your traveling party? You know, if you've got littles that can't wait longer than 10 or 15 minutes, that's going to be a huge difference between if you've got a little bit older kids that could maybe wait up to 30 minutes, you know, gauging those types of things. Um, and also what your ride priority list is. Making your priority list before you go on your trip is super, super, super important. And if that priority list has a ton of attractions that have long waits, that may help you sway your opinion one way or the other. And I will say another thing that <clears throat> that can be dependent on is how busy the park actually is yes. um, for whatever park you're going to. Because I will say, like, for instance, this weekend at Disneyland, it was not busy, which really? was a little shocking for a weekend in June. Mm -hmm. uh, it was I didn't need Genie Plus because most of the wait times for the things that I wanted to go on were like maximum 30 minutes for the busiest time of day. And I was like, mm -hmm. I don't need to pay $25 to get this for the day. Right. So it, that is kind of a rarity these days. It usually is pretty crowded in the parks in general. But I will say that is something to take into account is how busy it actually is in the parks when you're going. Mm -hmm. So my general rule of thumb is if you're concerned about it and you're able to budget to include that in your cost, I would do it um, yeah. because I do think it is really worth it, especially if you're someone who takes the time to research about it and you have a game plan and you know what you're doing going into it. Um, it makes me chuckle because the Disney website says general users will get two to three rides out of their Genie Plus per day. And two I'm like, three. I get like eight to 10 usually, yeah. depending on the park, you know, Magic Kingdom easily, I can get that many. Um, so it really just depends again on all of those types of things. But my general rule of thumb is I do suggest it because I do think it can be very, very helpful. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I would say um, at least budget it in for, we'll talk about specific parks and things like that later, but, um, if it is for the parks that we recommend, I would try to budget it in at least for those because it is, uh, it really will change the entire course of your day because it's very frustrating, honestly, to get in some of these lines where they prioritize the lightning lane. And it's not like a regular standby line where it just moves at regular intervals. Sometimes you're just parked there forever because they're prioritizing those lightning lanes. So mm -hmm. that makes it very, very frustrating to stand in those lines. Yes. Unfortunately. Especially if you're traveling with kiddos or with a large group and you're trying to keep moving throughout your day. So again, like I said, <laughs> I would suggest. Jim says, 
Jen says, I feel like we're not the average users and you definitely are not the average user. <laughs> That's true. It is, that true. is true. Yes, it is true. But I also feel like a little bit of research and a little bit of planning ahead with this goes a long way and can really get yes. you more more with the system. Let's talk a little bit more about the details and the intricacies of that. Um, so let's talk about price point because I know that is something that will heavily influence your decision on whether or not you want to utilize that. Um, so Disney World prices, they just this week came out with a new system of pricing their parks. So Yay. now <laughs> when you go to select your Genie Plus, you are gonna have kind of a split option. You're gonna have the option to do a park hopper. So if you are someone that knows you're gonna be hopping park to park that day, you have a park hopper option. And then you also will have an option to do each of the four parks individual purchase, no hopper. So when you pull up your Genie Plus, um, it's going to be on, there's a couple different ways you can get in to actually purchase it. I tend to just go to the tip board um, because that's where I'm comfortable. And so that would be where I would click. You're going to click there and then it's going to bring up your list of options for the day, which Kate, is there. are you working on that? Yes. Perfect. Thank you. Yes. Um, so yeah. these are, like I said, this is the new breakdown. So as you can see at the very top, you have the multiple park option. That is your park hopper option. Um, and then underneath you see all the parks listed. The interesting thing about this system is Magic Kingdom is the most expensive park. It's been that way every the past three days. So this has been the third day today that they've done it. The park hopper option has been the same price as Magic Kingdom every day, which I just think is really interesting. Mm -hmm. um, Animal Kingdom has been the cheapest, followed moving up to Epcot, Hollywood Studios, and then Magic Kingdom at the top. Um, and yes, Court, it is a little bit lower. Um, it has been a little bit, the first day was a little bit higher. The, la the last two days have been a little bit lower. This has been the price point for the last two days. Um, so those are going to be your options that you're going to see whenever you click to purchase. So going into it, you're going to need to know if you plan on hopping or not, which nine times out of 10, people are going to know what they're going to do. They're going to know whether or not hopping is on their agenda for the day. Or if, you know, if you're someone like me, we don't hop. So I know that I'm only going to be looking at those individual park options for whatever park I'm going to that day. Right. So after right. you have purchased, um, then that's when you get into the more complicated stuff when it comes to booking and all of that type of thing. Um, Disneyland is kind of what the old way used to be at Disney World, where you just have that single price point. Um, it ranges from about 25 to 30 from what I've seen, depending on the day. So their price does fluctuate based on um, park crowds as Disney World's does as well. Um, so keep that in mind as well. So you're looking at 25 to 30 and that option does automatically include the park hopper. There's a discount for Magic Keyholders as well for that, okay. which is so great. <laughs> That's nice. I don't know why they don't have that for Disney World for annual pass holders. I will never understand that. But uh, yeah, I was trying to look for, um, I was trying to pull up the one for Disneyland. Right now it's $30 per day today. Okay. It was 25 this weekend. So it's based on mm -hmm. um, demand, I think, what they, yes. well, I can't pull it up. But <laughs> um, yeah, yes. so it looks like it's $30 per day right yeah. now yep so, so when you go to purchase at disneyland like you're this. not going to see all those options you're gonna yep you're just gonna see the one option to go ahead and purchase that for the day um something else to consider with the the purchase of genie plus is ride photos at both coasts 
are included with your Genie Plus. Um, so if you're someone that really enjoys getting those ride photos, um, that is included for any day that you purchase Genie Plus. If there's a day you don't purchase it though, you're not gonna get those ride photos. Um, and then I will say also at Disney World, keep in mind that if you take other PhotoPass photos, they will not be included with that. So you would have to then buy your memory maker if that is something that you wanted. So if you want Just pictures on Main so Street, if you want pictures at the castle, if you want pictures, you know, anywhere else outside of the rides, you still are going to need to purchase that memory maker. So yeah, whereas in Disneyland, in if you purchase Genie Plus, your all of your photos are included, your ride photos, your photo pass photos, all your photos. So it's actually better value in a lot of ways, even though like it looks like the price point is slightly higher. You get a lot more for it than you do at Disney World, which is yeah. so unfortunate. Yeah. And I think it's important to note that because you want to get the most out of the money that you're spending, you know, so not only doing rides, but then photos as well. If you know that your your party is going to want those photos, that can be a huge time saver. Um, so just keep that in mind as you're going through that. Um, so that's kind of overview of the prices. Um, okay, so let's talk about individual lightning lanes. So we've been talking about regular lightning lanes and booking them at 7 a.m. if you're at Disney World or booking them in the park when you're at Disneyland. Let's talk about individual lightning lanes. So this is part of kind of all of this big picture, but it's not under Genie Plus. So I want to stress very clearly that individual lightning lanes do not come with the Genie Plus purchase. So they are a separate purchase. They are what Disney calls an a la carte option. They are your fancy rides. They are your extra rides. They are whatever you want to call them. Um, they are the runs, that, the ones that you have to pay for separately. Um, so that includes at Magic Kingdom, Tron and Seven Dwarves, at Epcot, Cosmic Rewind, at Hollywood Studios, Rise of the Resistance, at Animal Kingdom, Flight of Passage, at Disneyland, that includes Runaway Railway and Rise of the Resistance there, and at California Adventure, that includes Radiator Springs Racers. Yeah. All of those rides that we mentioned, you have to pay for separately. Yes, and I have this, this confirmation. Did you wanna show this one? After you have purchased, um, your screen is going to look a little bit different. And I have screenshots of stuff that I shared um, so that way Kate can kind of pull up so we can see them. But um, I will also say screenshot everything, everything you purchase, everything mm -hmm. you book, screenshot it all because the apps are very finicky. Um, so that is what it looks like. So and the other thing that that kills me is like if you read the top, it says a confirmation of your lightning lane purchase. Can we make it say <laughs> individual lightning lane, please? And then if you look at the bottom, right. lightning lane entry, Star Wars, Rise of the Resistance. Like, can can you not? <laughs> You're just making it more <laughs> confusing. I know. And it's not. <laughs> it's not. Um, so individual lightning lanes will range anywhere from $10 to $25 a piece yep. from what I've this seen. This one says 22 per guest. Yep. yep. So that one was uh, not that long ago in June for Rise of the Resistance at Hollywood Studios. Um, so 22 for that day. And those prices do fluctuate based on 
capacity and volume of crowds and all that. Um, so expect that on a day that you pay more for your Genie Plus, those individual lightning lanes are also going to be more. The only one that I've seen really stay consistent is Seven Dwarfs Mine Train at Magic Kingdom is like always $11. I don't know That's why weird. that one doesn't change. It's just always $11. You would think it would go up because it's a popular yeah. ride. That's so it interesting. <laughs> I know. So who knows? Um, I mean, so, well, knock on wood, they don't change that. I know. <laughs> don't listen to this, Disney. We're okay with it. <laughs> um, so basically, yeah, you got to decide again. If you're already decided that you're booking Genie Plus, are you also going to book individual lightning lanes? Or are you a family that doesn't need Genie Plus at a certain park, but maybe can get away with only booking individual lightning lanes? You know, those are other things that you need to consider. Um, and I'll talk about that in just a second. But um, for individual lightning lanes at Disney World, Disney World, individual lightning lanes, um, two things you have to keep in mind when you're booking. If you are staying on property, at a Disney resort or another Disney or another resort on property that's considered that's included in this AKA like Swan and Dolphin, um, you can book your individual lightning lanes at 7 a.m. Just like your regular lightning lanes, you can also book your individual lightning lanes at 7 a.m. If you are not staying on property, go ahead. Did you have a question? Would you recommend, well, would you recommend people book their individual lightning lane first or their lightning lane first? Okay. <laughs> so it depends <laughs> on what you're booking. Um, sure. Let's see. So like Magic Kingdom, if you're, if you're booking Magic Kingdom, I would book your regular lightning lane first and then book your individual lightning lanes because I, your regular lightning lane time is going to be a lot more helpful if it's an earlier time especially at a park like magic kingdom that has so many rides so book that first to get as early as the time as possible and then go and book your individual lightning lanes immediately after if you are at animal kingdom it doesn't truly matter it maybe just depends on what your plans are for the day if you're doing flight of passage um, if you are at epcot again same thing it doesn't really make a huge difference um, for Cosmic Rewind. It just depends on what you're, where you're gonna be and what your plans are for the day. Um, Hollywood Studios is another one that I would book your regular lightning lane first because your regular lightning lane most likely is gonna be something like Slinky Dog and those times get late within an instant. So you wanna yep. book that first and then book your time for Rise of the Resistance. Most time, the individual lightning lanes don't immediately sell out. There's still going to be some times that are going to be available. So even if you are messing with a regular lightning lane and you don't book your individual lightning lane for another five minutes, it's going to be okay. <laughs> Unless you're super detailed on what time you need things, that's a different story. Um, so a little bit of both depending on your plans. Yeah, and I would say Disneyland, it doesn't make that much of a difference because nothing goes super, super, super fast at Disneyland like it does at Disney World. Mm -hmm. Like things at Disney World will just, you're, if you're not on it, it's gone. But Disneyland, most, even like the most popular ones, you can still get till mid morning to even early afternoon. So mm -hmm. it's not as yeah. critical. Yep. So those individual lightning lanes, again, if you are on property at Disney World, 7 a.m., if you are off property, at Disney World, you're not staying at a Disney resort, 
you will book those at park open. So whatever park you're going to first, that is the time that you will go by to be able to book your individual lightning lanes. Now so you don't have to be in the parks, right? You do not have to be in the parks. Just, just when the park physically yes, opens. It will just time-wise. open up and become available to you on the app whenever you, whenever that time hits. Um, so again, these are the individual lightning lanes. Jess, you were asking the difference. The individual lightning lanes are the ones that we are talking about now, those extra kind of top tier rides that are separate from the rides that you purchase through Genie Plus. Um, for Disneyland, Disneyland, <laughs> doing your individual lightning lanes is you can book them when you enter the park. Yeah, like everything else. It's like you can't book anything until you enter the park. Even if you're a hotel guest, it's not, it's, there's no difference for that. Yep. So again, Disney World, you're going to wake up early and frantically book everything. And Disneyland, you're going to frantically book it as soon as you walk inside the the tap style. (laughs) It's a lot of frantically booking at Disney World more than Disneyland. Like sometimes I've like forgotten to even buy my Disney my Genie Plus so I'm like halfway down Main Street. I was like, oh right, I have to oh, do that, right? Do that. right. <laughs> so much different. So much different. It is um, very different culture. The the other thing to consider, and this is really especially critical if you are park hopping, um, and depending on what rides are on your list, the system will only allow you to purchase two individual lightning lanes per day. So even if you're planning on attend, on going to like at Disney World, so let's say you're going to three different parks and you want those rides, you can only purchase two for the day. The same thing happens at Disneyland. You can only purchase two individual lightning lanes per day. So plan and that they can't be the same ride. They can have no. two different rides. Yes. So you can't go on rides yeah. twice with individual lightning yes. lanes. You can only, you can go once and then you gotta yep. wait for the other one. Or not, because <laughs> those lines are so long. Um, the, the, annoying thing that, right. the annoying thing that I feel like with this is like we've added Cosmic Rewind and Tron at Disney World and they haven't upped that number. You know what I mean? It's always been yeah. two yeah. and we've added more rides and now you, yeah. it's, it's frustrating. You so, would think they would add a third one. It just, they're just going to make more money. Like, right. why would like they people add would buy there? it? I, I, yeah, <laughs> because when you've got to think like if you're, let's say you're starting at Animal Kingdom and then hopping to Magic Kingdom, you cannot purchase Flight of Passage, Seven Dwarfs and Tron. You have to yeah, pick and choose, crazy. which, you know, is fine. But again, oh, there's a lot of things. Yes, we could change <laughs> if we could. <laughs> yes. Besides the fact that it costs money. Besides that, just yes. a lot of little things. Yes. Um, so the other thing that I will mention with this is something that MacGyver just asked on here. My biggest suggestion is if you are booking both individual lightning lanes and regular lightning lanes through Genie Plus is two people. You can be logged in to the same account or two devices. Let's say you're one, you're solo and you have a, an iPad and a phone, that's what I do whenever I'm solo or whenever I'm helping 
people book, like I get both of them out. <laughs> so that way I have the, the ability to use both. Um, you can be logged into the same account. So I know that that's a question a lot of people have. When, when my family goes, my husband and I are always logged into the same account and we'll divide and conquer if we need to. And I'll tell him, okay, you book this, I'm gonna book this. And then we, at 7 a.m., we do our thing and we get that done. Um, you can be in different accounts as well, as long as everybody is linked together that you're needing to book for. Um, you can do it from different accounts as well. But I highly suggest using two people or two devices in the mornings when you book if you're doing both lightning lanes and individual lightning lanes. And then also we can throw in the virtual queues too. <laughs> but wait, there's more. But wait, there's more, more <laughs> options. Um, so you also have the ability to, to book virtual queues. And again, I know this is not directly Genie Plus, but it's so important when you're looking at Genie Plus and Lightning Lanes to also take these into consideration as well. Um, so we have virtual queues. So Disneyland is what Kate is showing there right now. Um, and at Disneyland, there is their standard virtual queue that they have right now is for World of Color. Um, now, if you are wanting to do, there's another virtual queue that is just going to be temporary at um, in Disneyland, which is the Rogers the Musical virtual queue, which I didn't have any, there's nothing on the app about it yet. So I was looking for screenshots of it and I was like, I got nothing. Um, so that is yeah, going to be, um, that is going to be a new one that they're going to run because if you don't know what Rogers the Musical is, it is just a, um, temporary show that they're doing in Disneyland. They are doing a virtual yeah. queue for entrance to that show. Yeah, and I, okay, so Blanca in here says, I never understood virtual queue. I've never used it. Here's the thing about virtual queue. I, and we'll, we'll go over the Disney World ones too, because these, these are really important for these rides. It's very important that you understand how to use these if you're going to the Disney parks, because you will miss out on essentially a free, almost lightning lane-ish. Mm -hmm. You still have to wait for these, but it's 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 almost like getting a free individual lightning lane for a really big ride. So you don't want to sleep on the virtual queues. You need to understand them. Do your research ahead of time. Um, listen to this podcast episode again if you need to, <laughs> uh, but know when the time starts, where you need to be and what to do because um, they, they work the same at Disneyland as they do in Disney World. So they have the same procedure. Um, and essentially you will go into your app, even on the homepage, it'll say join virtual queue at some place in that you'll head over there. You'll choose your party for who's going with you. And then, um, the, the steps that I recommend for people to make sure they, they have it be there, get yourself ready, at least like five minutes before, you know, this opens, like get yourself in your, in the, in your game. Yes. This is, this is a, like a, like a, get your head in the game. Like a, get your head in the game, get ready, get like emotionally ready. Cause it's a little stressful. Uh, and as soon as the clock ticks over, I usually watch on another device time.gov to help me know, but I just start tapping that button like at 59 before it turns over, like a minute before it turns over, I start tapping that, that button. It'll refresh and refresh and refresh and refresh. Um, and then it's it, that way you're tapping. And as soon as the button turns blue, you're still tapping. You hit the blue button, you hit confirm you, and then you're, then you're in. Okay. So the most important thing is make sure you have your party all set up before that time hit comes and then start hitting that button. The other critical piece of it is make sure that your internet is good. So you can do something called 
test. If you just Google speed test, it will pop up. You can hit a button. It will test the internet speed. If yours is less than, I, I usually try to get to 100 or more. If it's less than that, try to see if you can walk around to a different area. Away from people is also helpful. Um, just to try to get a better signal, you can switch between Wi-Fi and your cell phone signal. Sometimes Wi-Fi will be stronger. Sometimes your cell phone, often your cell phone signal is stronger than Wi-Fi on Disney property in general. Yep. Um, yep. But that, make sure your, your speed is good. <laughs> make sure you're on time. Make sure your party is chosen. And then you will get that lightning lane easy peasy. I get it every single time. I don't think I've ever missed it um, using that method. So make sure that you do those things but make sure you do your research and know how to use the, in the virtual queues because they are worth it so yep and that's the exact same process that i use whenever i do it and the only time i've ever missed it is when like the app had a wonky glitch and like there yeah. was no there's nothing i could do, do about it about <laughs> yeah um so yeah. but i will just mention that the virtual queue is like kate said it holds your place in line um so you mm -hmm. will get a group number which i think we have a couple virtual queue examples in those photos that i put up there kate um yeah, so you I'm will get a group photo. number and the group numbers are assigned basically at random basically how fast can you can you click in um now for disney world to rides that you have tron and guardians of the galaxy cosmic rewind um so those are your two virtual cues and essentially like kate said it's a free way to be able to ride the ride these rides don't have a standby ride uh, line you don't have the ability to stand in line and wait for them so if you want to ride them and you don't want to pay the virtual queue is your in to be able to do that so after you get your virtual queue you'll see right there that it says your group number or Cosmic Rewind will show you an estimated weight. Um, so that was like first thing and it said group 17 was 220 minutes. That wait time is from is, is from the moment that you're looking at it. So 220 minutes from 7 a.m. was their estimated callback time. Once your group is called, you then have an hour window that you're supposed to return. I will say with Cosmic Rewind only, they are very forgiving. Now yes. with Tron, completely the opposite. <laughs> yes. You have to be there within that hour window. Um, so like, so like this one that I got for a group um, was group six. That's gonna get called. About Look at you at group six. That's know, a flex. <laughs> um, that one is going to get called. Um, anything like groups one through about 20 is gonna be called within the first hour of the park being open. Um, so that is something to really with Tron to pay attention to because if you're like, oh, we'll grab a virtual queue, you need to get to the park if you have a low group number because otherwise you're gonna miss out on your chance to be able to ride um, because you're typically gonna yeah. have anywhere from, like the park has been opening around nine o'clock, you're gonna have, sometimes they've even been calling them early. So they've started calling it like 845 to 945 is their first groups that they call. So just keep that in mind. If you get a low group number for Tron, you better get your behinds in gear and get on that bus or whatever to get to the park so you don't miss out on your yeah. chance. If you do miss it though, if you don't check in in the morning with the morning group, um, you can actually try again at the Hopefully. 1 p.m. drop. Well, I Hopefully. have done it most and of the I time. Have had I've it done it twice. Let, and I have had it not let me do it as well. So I've, I've oh, been booking. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, I've been booking for a family before <laughs> and they missed their 
early time because they were at a dining reservation. And I said, okay, no problem. I'll grab you the 1 p.m. It wouldn't right. let me. It didn't let so, you. Oh, that's fingers so crazy. Fingers crossed it should. But, and that was the it only should. time it's ever not let me. Yeah, it's let me, so, it's let me twice now. Re, like and if I miss part it, of, usually just part of me it. wonders, yeah, <laughs> part of me wonders if because that one was very, their time ended very close to the 1 p.m. drop that I wonder if that was part of the reason why. Um, yeah, that could be. So it could have just been an odd situation. Luckily, they had a cast member that was very kind and still let them go, even though they were about 15 minutes after their window. So they got very yeah, lucky that because that is not often. the norm. <laughs> that is not no. the norm. Um, so yeah, keep that in mind. Um, if you are someone that, my suggestion with Tron is if you are someone that has like a breakfast reservation, don't do the 7 a.m. Just don't, don't even, because don't, you yeah. don't stress yourself out with it. Just do the 1 p.m. and do everything that Kate mentioned earlier with finding a good spot with signal and, and all of that. Um, which we recommend in, if you're in magic kingdom in front of little mermaid has really good cell, <laughs> cell service. Yes, it does. Just for whatever reason, little, little mom street hack. <laughs> so go to little oh, mermaid and look, yes. use your speed test and yeah. find a good spot. Yeah. We have a so, little yes. magical stone. We like to stand on to do it. <laughs> if you know, you know, <laughs> if you know, you know, yes. So um, yeah, I did so, have a question. Tron, Tron gets complicated. Long story short, it gets complicated. I do have a question from Nikki asking, do we think that Disney will expand virtual queues for other rides in the future? Um, and they, my answer to that is, well, they have used it to not only rides, they've also used it for things like merchandising and whatnot. So I do think they're starting to experiment with like other ways they can use the virtual queue and to mm -hmm. help. Uh, I don't think that they would extend it to already established rides only because they would be losing money yes. because they use those individual lightning lanes for those ones. So I, I don't see them doing that <laughs> personally, uh, but anything's possible, um, yeah. but I doubt it. I would say they might use it for other things, you know, shows mm -hmm. and stuff like that. I could see that happening, right. um, but probably not for established rides. Yeah. Like for example, when Tiana's Bayou Adventure opens, it's going to be a virtual queue. Just prepare oh, yourself sure. for that. Because they're going to have like a six hour queue otherwise, right. and they want to avoid that because right. it's not good PR for them right. to have a six no, hour queue. No, it's got to be a quick moving line and, oh, I got to ride it and it was awesome. And, you know, go tell your friends yeah. how good it was, all of that. Right. Um, so, right. yeah, Tiana's will be, you know, any of those new big rides that they come out with, they're, they're most likely going to be virtual queues even to start. Um, and then Disney is also good at like, for example, when Disney opened in Disneyland, when they opened their version of Runaway Railway, it was a virtual queue at first, but then they switched it to be to have a standby line. What within two weeks of it opening? Because it just, the the need from what Disney saw, I'm not saying from what I saw, from what Disney <laughs> saw, the need to have that virtual queue was not there. So they did away with the virtual queue and went to a standby and individual lightning lane situation. So. It really just depends, but I do think that pretty much every ride from here on out that they open is going to start with a virtual queue, at least at first. Yeah, that's what I believe too. So someone was asking about, um, if you're park hopping, what if you only want to book rides at your second park? Do you have to buy the park hopper option? And I'll be honest, Court, I don't know for certain because I haven't done it. Um, but my I guess feel like would you probably would my 
I, I truly don't know <laughs> because you do have the ability, <laughs> so you do have the ability to book for your second park fairly early in the morning. So I don't know no. because for example, like if you're hopping to magic kingdom, you might as well book the park hopper option because magic kingdom and the park hopper option are the same price. So you might as well yeah. do a ride or two in the morning, wherever you start, if you're going to magic kingdom, but if you're going somewhere else, I, I really don't know. Let me see what I can find out for you, Court, and I will post in Discord. Because like I said, this is only the third day that they're using this system. And I haven't, I, I, I haven't even used it yet. <laughs> I haven't booked for anyone yeah. this week, so I don't have firsthand um, knowledge to know for sure. So if anyone out here does know, please put it in the chat, but I don't know for sure. I don't think it would let you buy, because your park reservation is gonna be at a certain park. I don't know that it would let you buy a different singular park genie no. plus. I think you have. I, have I think a it would have, have to, to be that either park. the one you start at, either the one you start at, or the, or the multi day. But mm -hmm. if you have a park hopper, probably more towards the multi day. Yes. Yeah. So I'm not 100% sure, but again, because it's such a new system, this should be intuitive. It's like I, here's it, what you buy. Mm -hmm. if you have this. <laughs> yes. Yes. Basically. Um, you can so, tell yeah, how much I love sure. Genie Plus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Allie, that's a good so, question. She asked, how will this work once reservations change? Because I know that Disney World is shifting to like day tickets that don't need reservations. Those, I don't think it would be a big deal because Allie, those are going to be, those dated tickets are almost always base tickets and not hoppers. So those yeah. ones that they say are already predated that you don't have to do the reservation for, I am almost certain that like all of those are going to be your base tickets so it won't be an issue with the hopper versus non-hopper i could be wrong again because it's all very new but that was my understanding of the way that they were utilizing those reservation days um now in the future if disney decides to just completely shake up the reservation system who knows <laughs> who knows <laughs> let's not go there <laughs> Let's just deal with what they have right now. We'll yes. go there when yep. we go there. We'll do an update episode. Later. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, okay. So quick recap of what we've chatted about so far. We've talked about Genie Plus with the regular lightning lanes. We've talked about individual lightning lanes, which are those extra a la carte fancy rides. And we've talked about the virtual queues. So all of that is something that you have to consider when you're planning each day when you go to the parks. It sounds like a lot and it is a lot, um, but a lot. those are, yeah, <laughs> those are all the things that you need to take into account. Those types of strategies, Kate and I will be discussing in future episodes. So I know that that's a huge question too about what do I book when and how do I get through the day at the park? Um, we are gonna do two full episodes and talk about all six of the American parks um, and give you guys strategies for those. So we are not gonna hit that tonight just because we still have a lot more to get through. <laughs> um, and we wanna, we wanna give- We're doing, we're doing the basics. <laughs> and we wanna give you guys time to ask questions too that we can answer for you. Um, and we can do a little bit of that in the Q&A, but we are gonna go into depth about like park strategy in, in a few weeks. So just stay tuned for that. Um, okay, so a couple things when it comes to Genie Plus and Lightning Lanes. Um, so again, when you book a Lightning Lane, it's going to give you an hour return window that you're able to utilize. Um, from there, you can kind of plan your routes and things like that. Now, 
if you get a time that doesn't work for you, let's say you're going to be at a, a dining reservation or you can know I, that. I pause you for just yeah. a second. Tell me when you want me to pull up what, because otherwise okay. I don't know where you're going. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. You're so welcome. Like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> if you, if you want to pull up um, the ones that say tip board on them, either one of those would be perfect. Um, so yes, it will give you an hour like return window. Yep. So there's an example for this day they had, now they had two booked because of stacking and that's a whole nother thing that I'm not going to talk about right this moment. Um, but they had both Big Thunder Mountain and Buzz booked. Um, so let's say for example, you know that those times won't work for you because you've got a dining reservation at 630 and you know that that's not going to work you can modify your regular lightning lanes. I'm not talking individual lightnings, I'm not talking virtual, I'm talking regular Genie Plus lightning lanes. You can modify those from your tip board. So those three, but those three dots that are in the top corner of where it's green is where you're gonna click. From there, it will give you the, um, a menu that you will click modify on and you will be able to see what times are available. Now, I will caution you because modifying is not always going to be available. Um, and unfortunately I didn't have really great, I didn't have any screenshots of modifying because I'm usually doing it so fast that I don't think to stop and take a screenshot of it. Um, but if you yeah. need to see modifying on my TikTok page, on my Wishes Mama page, I have a ton of Genie Plus videos that I've posted over the last couple of weeks. Um, and I have several on how to modify and how to get times to pop up and all of that kind of thing. Um, so modifying is, can be super helpful you're gonna be more likely to be able to modify rides that have a lower weight or maybe aren't quite as popular than you are some of the big ticket rides. So if you get a slinky dog time that doesn't work, you might just be stuck with it. Um, that's just kind of the way, the way that it works with some of those more big ticket rides. Um, but modifying is super, super helpful in that instance. And that is a relatively new feature of Genie Plus that not a lot of people I think know how to utilize. Previously you had to completely cancel and rebook, which was a nightmare. Um, this is a much better system. And you can use that to modify time. You can also use that to modify to a different ride in the same park. So let's say you booked a Big Thunder Mountain and you decided, oh, we're not gonna be on that side of the park at that time. I'm gonna switch it to Space Mountain instead. You can do that because you're in the same park. But be careful if you're hopping, you cannot modify a ride you booked in one park to a ride in a different park. It will not let you. You have to be within the same park when you're modifying. I've got a question here. Oh, I, was but... just saying, <laughs> I was just saying, for example, I booked uh, a ride. I feel like I did Indiana Jones, but I was on my live and I was not ready to go on that ride yet. And so I went in and I modified it and I just uh, picked a later return time because it allowed me to just get a couple hours later and that worked perfectly for me mm -hmm. so that I didn't have to go right then because I just wasn't ready to go, which mm -hmm. I appreciate that flexibility when you have it for rides that are not gone for the day, you know? Um, yeah, that's always really helpful. Yeah, so Dairy Free Mama asked a really good question about the two hour window. So let's talk about what that means. Um, so with your lightning lanes, this is the crucial part that I feel like not a lot of people realize. And this is where people get burnt and they don't get enough from their Genie Plus. Two different ways that you will be allowed to book your next attraction. 
The first is if you physically tap into that attraction, then you will be able to immediately book your next one. The second part is your, there's a two hour window guide that you will use. For example, um, let's say you book a slinky dog, but you don't get a time until 11 a.m. Okay, oh, well, actually, let's go a little later. Let's go 12. Okay, so you book a slinky dog in your 7 a.m. booking, you book a 12 o'clock time for slinky dog. You will see at the top of your tip board, which unfortunately, again, I don't have screenshots of everything, I'm sorry. <laughs> at the top of your tip board, you will see, it will tell you when you can book next. It will not make you wait to tap in. It will give you what they call the two hour rule. So two hours after park open, you will be able to book your next ride. So keep that in mind. So let's say two hours after park open, you book a Toy Story Mania. Um, then that would be, you know, then you would have two rides at a time. So that's, uh, that's kind of like mini stacking throughout the day where you have more than one ride at a time. Um, <clears throat> something to keep in mind with that is whatever ride you booked most recently is going to be what that window is going to base on. So if you had that noon slinky, but you got an 1130 Toy Story Mania, your booking window is going to be judged on that Toy Story Mania because it was a more recent booking for you. So it gets a little finicky when it comes to that and you really have to pay attention to what that top of your tip board is. Luckily they added that for the longest time. I know. That wasn't I, there. Like, who knew? You said like, Nobody you had to go knew. try to book it. You and had then to it would try to book you, something. Oh, you, Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then it was like, oh, you can't do it until this time. So yes. thankfully they figured that out that, hey, people want to know this information about when they can book next and yes. put it on there. Yes, so, so you great. don't always have to tap into the ride to be able to book your next ride. So that is something that is really crucial, especially if you're, you are not early risers and you know you're going to want to do all your, your times later. Um, keep that in mind um so what <laughs> except you for if you're at disneyland you have to get into the park before you can book so we're not talking sir. disneyland yet <laughs> <laughs> like, it doesn't apply for disneyland you, yeah. you gotta get yeah. into the park so, you can't book anything <laughs> so then let me continue the scenario that we're working with right now so you've got an 11:30 toy story mania and a noon time for slinky dog once you tap in for your toy story mania time you will be eligible to book for another ride because it was the most recent ride you booked. So that's where like when I help people and I'm booking for them, I will manipulate and I will tell them, go here first because then I can book you something else. If you've got times that are close together or overlapping, always go to the most recently booked time or attraction first so that way you can book your next ride. So you would be able to tap in for Toy Story Mania, book your next ride, ride Toy Story Mania, and then go tap in for Slinky Dog, ride that, and then go to whatever your, your next ride was. Um, so that's where it gets a little complicated. Most of the time, your, most of the time, your, if you're fast and you're on it and you have a plan, your ride time will be before that two hour window runs out. So just keep an eye on that to make sure that you know when you're gonna be eligible to book next. That's, like I said, biggest thing that I tell people. <laughs> I have a question from Nikki. Is there some sort of restriction in booking if you're not staying on Disney property? 
So what's not, the restriction there? Not for the regular lightning lanes. That is okay. all the same for regardless of where you are. The only so you could, like stack your afternoon lightning lanes from off property if you wanted to. Yep. Yep. Um, Cause I have people that I know that maybe are using Genie plus, but aren't like they don't land until noon and they're not going to be in the parks until 2 PM. They don't need those early times. They want 2 PM to close times. Um, so that's where stacking comes into play. And basically what stacking is, is you're manipulating those times to be stacked on top of each other at a later point in the day. Um, so like I said, let's say your flight doesn't land until noon, you know, you're not going to be in the park super early in the morning, but you still want to be up at seven using that modify to push your time later. The big thing that I will say, I know I was the big thing that I will say with modifying is you have to make sure when you're modifying, you modify it before your window runs out. So let's use that example again, that your flight doesn't land until noon. You're not gonna be in the parks until two. Let's say you're going to Epcot. At 7 a.m., let's say you book Ratatouille and it's a 10 a.m. return time. Well, that's obviously not gonna work with what your plans are for the day. So you're gonna use that modify to continually check it and push it later in the day. You're gonna be eligible then if you've got a late time, let's say you get like a six o'clock time, perfect. You're already gonna be in the parks, good to go. You're, you're gonna be eligible for your next booking two hours after park open. So Epcot usually opens at 9 a.m. So 11 a.m you're gonna be eligible to book your next ride. So let's say you book a Frozen for seven o'clock. Perfect, you don't even have to mess with that one. Then two hours after that, you're gonna be eligible to book your next one. So 1 p.m., you're gonna be eligible to book a third ride. Now that ride, let's say you're gonna be in the parks at two, that ride, whatever it is, you wanna book it as close to two as you possibly can. Because as soon as you tap into that one, then you'll be able to go through and get your other ones done. Does that make sense? I don't even think, yeah, there's a lot of people over here being like, this makes my head hurt. And I am a hundred percent on board with you. Like literally I'm learning things and I use this all the time. Mm -hmm. I'm literally learning like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize it was the one you booked the most recent that is the one. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm like, how did I not know that? Well, I didn't know that because this is ridiculously complicated. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Um, so Court so, asked a good question, that, Jackie. Yeah, she said, so you'd want to book your latest first, then book backwards. You can. Um, you might not be able to, depending on what ride you're booking and what time you get and all of that. Um, but that would be my suggestion is to push your rides later and kind of stack your way backwards if you can. Um, because like I said, you're, you're going to want to try your best when you get into the parks to go to your most recently booked attraction first to be able to continue to book for the rest of the evening. Yeah, and I mean, we'll go over individual park strategies because it really does depend on what park mm -hmm. you're in. Uh, it's very hard to give kind of a general answer because of that. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, I tend what I tend to do, though, is I tend to book the things that go the fastest during the yes. day or yes. some of the things I book first, especially if I'm rope dropping, because I know I can rope drop and just walk on almost a couple of rides in the morning. So I'm booking things, thinking out what is going to disappear from mm -hmm. the availability first. Um, yes. It's a general rule, but mm -hmm. 
it's more nuanced than that, but that's kind of the, the cliff notes version of how yes. I handle that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And that is some of the stuff that, like I mentioned, I know you guys have those questions, but we just don't have time to get into every single park strategy tonight. But that is no. the type of stuff that we will be talking about in a few weeks whenever we get to those topics for you guys. Um, so stick with us and we will get you guys that information very, very soon. If you happen to have a trip between now and then, send us a message and we will help you. Um, if you, you know, if you need it a little more immediate than that, let us know and we can, we can get you what you need. Um, okay, so a couple other things that I have to chat about with you guys and then we will open it up for any other questions you guys have or that you may be thinking of as we go. Um, so the one thing that I wanna mention next is there are a couple things that I will never use Genie Plus for. And this is my opinion from all of my experience um, I will not use Genie Plus for shows. So think about the shows that they have. It is available. I would not use it. It's just not nope. worth it. Neither would I. Um, previously, I would have used it when you couldn't modify, but now that you can modify, there's absolutely no reason to um, because I yeah. would have used it to be a filler in between rides that I needed for certain timing and things like that. I would manipulate the system that way, but there's no need to do that because you can modify. So shows, it's just not worth it. Um, rides that have almost a consistently less than 20 minute wait, I wouldn't use it for. Um, so again, do your research, look at those rides. Those rides are most likely gonna be a little bit lower on your list possibly anyway. Um, so those types of things. Um, and also parade viewing areas. I would not use it for that if I were you, unless you, unless there's a very specific reason why you need it. You know, if you're looking at, um, just wanting a guaranteed spot, cause you've got, you know, maybe you're traveling with grandparents that need a spot to be able to see, or you're traveling with little littles and you, you know, there are, there are certain situations with where parades I'm okay with, especially if you've got more than one day in magic kingdom. Um, but nine times out of 10, I would not use it for a parade. I could see that if you're like someone who really doesn't want to wait for a parade ever. Mm -hmm. um, like my husband falls in that category of he's like, I don't want to wait for fireworks or parade like ever yeah. in my entire life. And I understand. So <laughs> yeah, that way, yeah. but that in that case, it might be worth it for him, mm -hmm. but I still probably wouldn't do it. I just make him wait. Yeah. Yeah, so your your Genie Plus viewing area for the Festival of Fantasy Parade is around the inside of the hub. Um, so think about the, the sidewalk areas kind of closest to like the partner statue in there. That kind of area kind of from the castle around part of that is your, your Genie Plus viewing area. It's a great spot to see. It's very hot because you're out in the middle of the sun out there. That's true. Um, <laughs> But it does have a good vantage point because you're looking kind of towards the castle as the parade comes by, which is nice. But I would much rather stay around the outside of that hub area, kind of back towards where there are a few trees in that space. Me too. Um, yeah. In the, in the, in but, the shade, I would prefer mm -hmm. that too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I, overall, it's, I, I just don't think it's worth booking. I think there are so many other things in Magic Kingdom that you could be using your Genie Plus for. Um, Especially because, like I said, especially with that ability to modify, if you get a time that's during the parade and you know you're going to be watching the noon parade, you know, just modify it for a little bit later and then go to it right after you're done. Um, much easier yeah. to do that than to try to do the parade and then book something else and all of that. So that makes th sense. those are my suggestions for things to never use Genie Plus for. Um, and then... Smart. 
the other thing that I will just chat briefly about, Allie Beth asked about it earlier, is utilizing DAS with Genie Plus. So for those of you who don't know what DAS is, it is a Disability Access Service Pass. For, um, so DAS works in a nutshell in a similar manner to Genie Plus where you book a return window and it gives you, you know, a time for you to return. And then once you tap in, you can book the next one for a very basic version of how it works. Um, my advice, if you're going to be using both DAS and Genie Plus, would be to use DAS to your advantage because, I mean, you qualify for it, you should use it um, to get some of the longest lines done and to get any of the individual lightning lanes that you wanna do done with your DAS and then use Genie Plus yeah. to do your other filler rides. Um, so the way that DAS works is you can book some stuff ahead of time as well. So that can also help offset or help you be able to do things twice if you qualify for that, um, because you could do it once through your DAS and then again through your Genie Plus if you're purchasing that. Um, but then you can also try to use your times kind of back and forth, um, which when I have booked for clients previously that have DAS and are using Genie Plus, that's what I try to do. So I try to kind of put the DAS rides in between where I have put the Genie Plus rides. Um, so that way it's really nice that they can just kind of seamlessly go from one to the next. Um, and it can save you a little bit because you're not gonna have to pay for individual lightning lanes um, for some of the rides. That won't work with, with all of the rides, but any ride that has a standby, you would be able to book a return time for. So basically if you want to use you don't have to get Genie Plus if you have DAS because Correct. you can include your family yeah. members in your party, but it will allow you some more, some extra rides, some more Correct. flexibility, those kinds of things. So yeah, that's, that's what yes. I would say about it. I will also mention that we discussed the DAS system and kind of how it works a little bit more. And I wrote it down episode 25 of our podcast. So if you're looking for more information <laughs> on um, accessibility, disability access, those types of things, check out that episode on our YouTube and our podcast because we went in depth about kind of how all of that works in the parks. So that's my little, yeah. little snippet about using DAS and Genie Plus. Um, we didn't talk about what happens when a ride goes down during return oh, time. I skipped that. I'm sorry. I, I jumped <laughs> around and then I confused how myself. How could you? Okay. I know. Okay. <laughs> Yes, thank you, Kate. Um, okay, so one of the frequent questions that I also get is, yeah, what happens if a ride goes down? Because that does happen frequently at Disney where rides will go down due to, you know, if it's a mechanical issue, if it's a weather-related issue, whatever that may be. It's people throwing ash on the Haunted Mansion. Don't that do it. Happens. Just don't do <laughs> don't it. Don't do it. Were you there? I don't think you were there. When somebody told me the story about how they were somebody actually threw they were a cast member i think and they said in the haunted mansion and somebody threw what tried to scatter ashes in the ballroom and the ballroom for people who don't know is a giant pane of glass in front of you that creates the pepper's ghost effect so they threw it at the glass, the glass. and it bounced yeah. off the glass and went all over everybody that oh, was in that no. area <laughs> oh no that is like a so... massive like OSHA violation. No. <laughs> it's, it's, there's so many things that are awful oh. about that. Yeah. So don't do that. <laughs> don't do it. Just don't yeah. do it. 
just don't do it. So, so uh, you know, yes. that's not usually various why reasons. Haunted Mansion goes down, but <laughs> various sometimes. reasons why a ride may go down. Hopefully not that. Hopefully it's Sorry, just a, simple, a simple mechanical issue that just needs a, a, a quick, a quick repair. Um, anyway, if it does go down for whatever reason, um, you will receive on your app um, a what they call a multi-experience pass. Um, you will get a notification about it on your device um, and then you will be able to go in and see on your my day tab. So when you open the tip board there's two tabs there's the tip board and then there's the one that says my day on your my day tab it's going to show you this pass you when you click on the pass it's going to give you the ability to it's going to show you what rides you have the ability to use it for so two ways that you can use a pass like this if you get it one you can save it for the ride that you intended it for or two you can use it for a different ride in that category so it's going to give you a whole big long list of um, rides that are eligible based on what you booked. Um, so like at Magic Kingdom, if you book something like Winnie the Pooh, it's gonna give you a bigger list of rides. If you book something like Jungle Cruise, it's a little bit higher of a tier and it's gonna give you a little bit of different options based on that. So it is somewhat based on what ride went down and what ride you had booked. Um, the other thing that I will mention is that as soon as you get that notification, if that's the next ride that you're supposed to be going on, if that's the most recently booked one, you will immediately become available to book your next ride, regardless of what time it is, regardless of what your tip board initially said. If a ride goes down you will, and you get one of those passes, you will immediately become available to book your next ride. The other thing that I also like, encourage like people- Like not the multi-experience pass? Like another one? Correct. So let's oh, say okay. you let's say you booked the poo at three to four o'clock time and at three oh five hold on. You booked it for a three to four o'clock time. Your tip board says you're next eligible to book at four PM because that's what it would say because of that's the end of your window. But at three oh five you haven't gone on Winnie the Pooh yet and it goes down. It's going to kick you that multi-experience pass, and then you're going to immediately become eligible to book your next ride. You do not have That's to wait right. until 4 o'clock. Sorry. Because you I'm, can't tap in. Yes. Yes. There's nothing you can do in, about so it. It's... Yes. So right. in that instance, what I typically suggest to people is, hey, you if it's a ride that like I know that they really, really wanted to do, hey, save that multi-experience pass. Let's book something different. And... I can later book you a second ride on that same attraction because if you get a multi-experience pass for an attraction, you are still eligible to book it again. So that is the only loophole in the you can only book rides once is if it goes down and you get that multi-experience pass because Disney can't guarantee what ride you're going on with it. So they make it so you're eligible to book again. So if it was poo and it goes down and it's my daughter's favorite ride, I'm going to hold on to that multi-experience pass. I'm going to book something different. And then when poo comes back after I, let's say I ride two more rides, I book another poo, then I can go on it back to back because the multi-experience pass will allow me entrance to it. And then the time that I booked on Genie Plus will allow me entrance to it. Yeah, so that's, that's like that's I said, that's really the only loophole in being able to book it being able to book rides just once. 
Now, you don't I have to do that. I sometimes celebrate when I get those passes because you get so much more flexibility. You're like, yes. woohoo, I get to yes. like decide what I want to do now. Yeah. Another instance would in. be you could go back and ride something you've already ridden with Genie Plus. So let's say I wrote my earlier in the day with Genie Plus and then I got a multi-experience pass and Haunted Mansion is listed as an eligible ride. I can then take that multi-experience pass and go ride Haunted Mansion again. So again, it, that's that's the that multi-experience pass is your key to being able to ride things more than once if that happens to you. You can't predict it. It is what it is. Some rides go down more often than others and you can kind of if you work the system a little, you might be able to figure that out, but there's only so much that you can predict when it comes to that. It used to be when you saw a ride go down, you could potentially try to you can try to book that and then it will like within an hour usually like sometimes it'll kick you in a multi-experience pass like i've done that in the past it seems like yes. they're kind of cracking down on that now where they won't let you book the it app, when it's down the <laughs> app doesn't like to let you modify rides that are down so like yeah. i've had this happen with pirates before where pirates went down i went and booked it but i couldn't get a time close enough that it really mattered because I knew that Pirates was going to come up within, you know, an hour. And I got a time yeah. that was like an hour and a half out. You know what I mean? So, but then I have found that as soon as it goes back up, you can book like an immediate time. So the system has yeah. kind of tweaked that a little bit to where you can't do that as often um, because I've tried. <laughs> Not going to lie. I've tried. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Alexander says Pirates lately almost always guarantees me a multi-experience pass every time. So yes. Pirates especially, it really depends. especially within the first two hours of park open for whatever reason at Disney at Magic Kingdom at Disney World Pirates has been having issues in the morning and it goes down. So. It's like Rise. It needs time to warm up, like the, especially <laughs> right. pirates. They're they're old yeah. pirates. They've yeah. been around yes. since 1971. <laughs> in so yes. just give them a little time to warm up. <laughs> now, if it is an individual, like Lightning Lane attraction goes down. So we're talking the separate paid Lightning Lane attractions that go down. That pass does not become a multi-experience pass it only becomes a pass that is good for any time throughout the day. So speaking of rise, rise frequently goes down. If it goes down and you get a pass for it, you will see that it will say, I can't remember the exact verbiage, but it will say like pass for rise of the resistance, good anytime after, and it will give you like the immediate time what it is right now. So basically, as soon as the ride comes up and any time that it's up throughout the day, you would be able to go on that. Um, now, I will also mention that if, for example, your rise time is 7 to 8 in the evening, let's say, and it's, it rise goes down at 6.30 and doesn't come up the rest of the day, go see guest services because they will refund you your individual lightning lane. Oh, yes. Yeah. Do not do not don't, think, oh, you, no, go to guest services. You may have to wait in line because you're probably with several other people that are in that same boat. Um, but yeah. go see guest services because they will refund you your your money for your individual lightning lane because you you couldn't ride it. There was nothing that you could do. Yeah, I think even if you um, for, correct me if I'm wrong, but even if that happens if it goes down and you are like planning to hop to another park and you know you're not going to be back you can always go try to talk to guest services and be like this is down 
we're not coming back. We need to leave because we've got reservations or we have other plans right. and we need right. to get there. And usually they will help you refund it. I can't imagine yes. a scenario where they wouldn't when the ride goes down. That's only if the yes. ride comes down, not if you're just like, I don't feel like using this. You know, that's a different right. scenario. Right. Uh, I will but, say yeah. that I have also been able to get a refund on an individual lightning lane that my daughter decided she was too scared to ride. So yeah. we bought her a pass for rides. She decided she was too scared. We went to guest services. They were able to refund us just her amount because the rest of us went and rode and we did right. rider swap and it, you know, it was fine. Um, but so that just keep that in mind as well. If you, if you purchase something in the morning and then by the time it comes to it, your little kiddo is like terrified. It, it'll be okay. <laughs> yeah. There are ways to just, you know, just go talk to guest services. They'll be able to help you with that. Um, and always be, now, be very kind to the cast yes. members and be polite and don't demand mm -hmm. things, you know, always use your please and thank yous friends, you yes. know, we want to be as kind as possible and also mm -hmm. be understanding if there's something they can't do because that sometimes that does happen. So mm -hmm. um, then I will also mention with virtual cues, if the ride goes down, Cosmic Rewind, they're very flexible on that type of thing. I will be honest with you, I haven't seen Tron doesn't go down very often, knock on wood. No, um, I know. So I don't know that there have been very many instances where like it's been down during an entire window of your virtual queue. But if that were to happen, again, just go talk to guest services and say, hey, our group got called. But nine times out of 10, if it's down, they're gonna stop calling groups because they have the ability to manipulate that system. So if the ride goes down, they're gonna immediately stop calling groups to get in line. And then once the ride yeah. goes back up, they're gonna pick up calling them again. So again, virtual queues, not as likely, but if something like that were to happen, again, just go talk to your, your cast members at the guest services. They are there to help you and they are lovely human beings and we appreciate yeah. them. <laughs> For sure, 100%. Yes. And they don't have an easy job because there's a lot of people no. that don't understand any of this. Mm -hmm. And I think they understand why people don't understand any of this. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, like, it's out of their hands whether or not right. it's, like, people have done their, um, their research or not. That's, you know, they can only help them so much. I feel really bad for them because, like, if you don't, if you're not doing any research and you're just like, I just want to go to Disney and go right. have fun. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> You're, you might end up having to pay a lot to have some of that fun. Yeah. And that's the way it goes, unfortunately. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. So it is complicated. I think, I, I, think I have covered the, the basics <laughs> to the best of my ability. Um, so if you guys have questions that we didn't answer or that we maybe missed or additional questions, now is the time to ask them because um, I want to make sure that Again, I get how complicated all of this Genie Plus is. And the, so again, the only reason that I know all of this is because I just do it so frequently um, that it just, I have learned a lot in my time because I, I don't yeah. gatekeep yeah. anything that I learn on Genie Plus. Like I want you guys to know how to do it and I want you guys to have that knowledge to be able to, to utilize it for your trips, so. Nikki says, can you explain all of Genie Plus again? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> yes. When you replay this episode after we post it in a couple of days. <laughs> Uh, Melinda's asking for a picture chart or something to understand it easier. So I think you might be working on something like that. Um, like in our bio, 
That's what I did. I remember now. Um, our good friend Kirk at Walrus Carp. On his website, there is a Genie Plus guide that I actually created with the help of him. Um, and that link is in the Mom Street bio over here. It is an overview of everything that we've talked about. I do need to go and update it with a few things because of the new pricing system, um, but that will auto update once you get to that website. So if you go to his website, um, thank you, Kate, it is on there. Um, and again, that is gonna be your, your good overview of, of everything that we kind of talked about. Um, so maybe that will help you, Melinda, if you still have additional questions, which is very likely because it's super complex and complicated, um, reach out to us on Discord and we can help you out with that. Okay, oh, Court says a friend got their individual lightning lane refunded for Cosmic. They rode via virtual queue, got sick and didn't want to ride again. Yeah, that makes sense, Court, that they would do that. Ryan over on my it's side so is new. asking if I am a travel agent. So I am not a travel agent, but I am what I consider a travel consultant. Um, so I do, I do not book trips, but I do help with itineraries and Genie Plus strategy and booking Genie Plus and all of that. Um, do you want to explain what these are? Yes. By the so way? these um, are the trip planners that I utilize whenever I go to the parks and they are available on my Etsy shop. Um, so basically this is what I do whenever I go to book, um, go to like make my priority list. I look at what individual lightning lanes I might be buying and then I do my Genie Plus priority ride. So those are gonna be like my top three to four rides that I'm going to book at that park for that day. Um, and then underneath that, I have what ride I'm gonna rope drop. That way I can plan accordingly because sometimes there might be a ride that you wanna rope drop and then book again later. Um, so that's usually what I use my rope dropping for. So I typically rope drop some of my favorite rides <laughs> because then I wanna be able to do them again a second time with my Genie Plus. So if you do standby on rope drop, you don't you can do it again with your Genie Plus. Um, so basically that is just my my mental way to organize it all. And I fill in that chart for every day that I go. Um, and then I usually keep a picture of it on my phone if I'm with my family or I sometimes I just know it and I just don't have to <laughs> because I just know what's, you know, I know what we're gonna do. Um, so those um, templates are available on my Etsy shop if that's something that you're interested in downloading. I have one for all four of the Disney World parks. If you want one for Disneyland, send me a message and I can make that for you as well. Chris, uh, uh, husband, her and her husband are going to in January and only need are only going to Epcot and Studios. How likely are we to need Genie Plus? Depends on what you want to write. I would say if you want to ride Remy and Frozen at Epcot, you're going to need Genie Plus. You can only really do one or the other of those, and those are like the biggest reasons to have genie plus in my opinion um studios yes you're gonna need it um the the waits there for just sure, get get way too long yeah. um in january you're you're not gonna see as long of wait times but you're still gonna see hour plus wait lines for slinky dog rise of the resistance um at least 45 if not more for rock and roller coaster tower of terror you know so if those are all on your list um that would be something that I would I would go ahead and do Genie Plus for. I know Ginge asked earlier, um, did they include the the photos 
with Genie Plus, do they include them with Disneyland because of like its size versus Disney World? Um, is that maybe why they did that? I don't really know. I think I would say it's more because of locals going and like they want to provide as much value to locals as possible versus mm -hmm. people are willing to pay a little bit more for Disney World for things, honestly, because locals in California, like they have to have a reason to keep coming back. That's why they have special events. That's why they have uh, extended hours. Their, their hours almost always till midnight in Disneyland in general uh, when it's busy um, yeah. and that they have it, they just they supply things for locals so i think they have like well the, if how do we get locals to buy this program well we'll include their photos right mm -hmm. and i think that is probably why they have it more than size it has to do with the demographic mm -hmm. of people who's visiting the park so and i will say disneyland has been doing that far longer than disney world it's been less than a year um and disneyland has had that program i think almost from the start if i i don't know exactly when it started in disneyland but it's been almost from the start that they were including photos with your genie plus purchase once genie plus kind of yeah, started I think it was from the start yeah mm -hmm. so it's I a newer it thing at disney world but disneyland it's always been there for them um, which is why you've seen like kate mentioned earlier disneyland has always been a, a slightly higher price point even when genie plus was always 15 at disney world it was like 25 or 30 still at Disneyland because of that added photo. Um, I think it started at 20 and then it creeped its way yeah. up to where it's at now. Um, right. But yeah, Disneyland is a more of a local theme park and Disney World's more of a vacation destination. That's true to a certain extent. Uh, there are locals at Disney World and there all are a lot of people that visit Disneyland on vacation as well. Mm -hmm. But for sure, they apply, they because it's located right in the middle of the city, um, it's for sure more of a locals park in general. Um, and so you will see Disneyland tends to uh, cater to their locals because they need to. Um, and that's why you also see a lot more magic key discounts for things, but from parking to almost, almost all the food you get, not all of it, but almost all the food you get, they have a lot more discounts and, and freebies and fun stuff for their pass holders versus Disney World. There's not that much they give pass holders, quite honestly. For yeah. the amount that I pay for it, it's actually a little ridiculous right. how little I get for it. <laughs> Just saying. And it's like, yeah, like we were talking about last episode, you know, last time we had an, I think it was like our Q&A episode, but yeah, talking about like, oh, Dis you know, Disney World gave 30% off of merch during June. June. If you're there during One June. One month. <laughs> if you happen to be there. And considering a lot of their pass holders are not in state, like there's a lot of out-state pass yeah. holders for Disney World because it right. is a destination. Um, it's, a, it's silly that it was just June. Mm -hmm. Like, okay. Great. Right. <laughs> um, okay. Are there any other questions on your end of the chat? I am good on my end. I don't think I've seen anything okay, else. I think we answered. Up. I think we answered most of them as we went, or tried our best to. Again, um, a couple episodes from now, we're going to talk about those um, park strategies for every park. Um, so if you're looking for that information, stay tuned. It's to come. Um, I just pulled up our list of kind of what we're doing next. Um, next week, um, we are going to be chatting about some park hacks. Um, so kind of giving you a list of our combined top 15, hopefully-ish, park hacks to help um, make your trip easier. So that will be next week's topic. Um, so come join us for that if that's something you're interested in. And if you missed anything that we chatted about tonight, 
um, then you will be able to find this episode available on our podcast and on our YouTube, both here in the next couple of days, once Kate and I have a chance to get that all figured out um, and handled and edited and all that lovely stuff. Um, it will be available for you guys there. Now we still, we do have Mom Street um, shirts. I'm not wearing mine today and you aren't either I'm actually. Either. I know, I'm I have wearing... my Winnie the Pooh shirt on. You're we wearing your new too. Disney Cicerone shirt though. Yes, I did make a new shirt. This is uh, my Fearless shirt or Fearless, depending on how you read it. Um, but it has includes all names of the original female animators and the, the women that made in Imagineering that kicked off Imagineering and helped build Disneyland. Uh, so it is inspiring stories. I've told so many inspiring stories from them uh, and the ways that they were fearless in their field. And I wanted to be able to embody that and wear that and be like, I remember all these things these women went through in places that were, it was not easy for them to do what they were doing. And I'm just going to choose to do the same. So this shirt's inspired by that and has all of their names on it and a little Disneyland font. And uh, well, their names are in font, Disneyland font. And it is also, um, it is on DisneySisterOne.com is where that is in Mr. Lincoln bio for that. But we also do have- Also, yep, where you can find our Mom Street stuff. Mom Street stickers and we have Mom Street shirts and hoodies and long sleeves and stuff as well. So, well, this has been really fun and educating. I feel like I've learned something on this. <laughs> well, good. <laughs> that's, that's, so, that's what I'm always hoping to do is, you know, like I said, I'm not, I'm not out here trying to gatekeep and say, oh, you have to hire me to be able to find. No, like I want you guys to know the information. If you still need help, message me, let me know. Like, just because you ask me a million questions doesn't mean I'm going to charge you a consult consultation fee. Like it's, that's not my, that's not my, my MO. That's not my gig here. Um, if you want to use me for your trip, I'm more than happy to help. But if you just have questions, I'm also more than happy to answer those. So, um, you want to take Jackie on your trip, (laughs) just saying. I'm a very good travel companion. Ask Becca. We had a very good time on our trip. No, I'm not hired, not sponsored. Becca and I went as friends. Don't, Becca's also really great at holding bags for photos. So she is. God bless Becca. Well, with that all being said, thank you all for joining us this evening for Mom Street. <laughs> we appreciate you guys interacting in the chat and hanging out with us. Um, and we look forward to chatting with you again next week. Yes. Thank you guys for being with us. And we'll see you next week. Bye, guys. Bye, Have a great night.